Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. lot of crazy shit. The one thing that I cannot scratch off my list of all things is a threesome. A threesome? You can't get a threesome? Oh. I, it's been my Mount Kilimanjaro. I think you need to like stop being embarrassed of things. Talking about it and like being in the open about it is so much better than it was to hide everything. And I think everybody thinks like, oh, if people are going to think bad of me if I do this or if I'm this way. But for the most part, for open-minded people and like people who are who love you and like, you know, are in your circle, if they're not like terrible people, they're going to accept you and it's not going to be as big of a deal. I made a list of people that I thought would be really good to interview. And I didn't know that my show was going to go do a sort of an interview format. I keep it. I do one show a week with just me and about my sex life and all the fun stuff I'm doing. And then I do interviews on Saturday. And when I started interviewing people, I kind of made like this wish list of people I'd really love to interview someday. And you were on it. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. It's another exciting Saturday, probably my most exciting Saturday in a long time, because today I have none other than Maitland Ward. She is one of the biggest stars in the adult entertainment industry. And after an already successful career as as an American model, actress, and cosplay personality, Ward joined the cast of Bold and the Beautiful as a teen and found famous Rachel McGuire on the beloved ABC sitcom Boy Meets World. She jumped headfirst into shooting adult films in 2019 without much persuasion. And she's currently a Vixen Media Group contract star and the face of its award-winning studio, Deeper. Maitland's upcoming memoir coming September 6th is Rated X, How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood, which I do have a advanced copy of. Thank you so much. And that's through her publisher, Simon & Schuster. She was the unanimous all-around Best Actress Award winner in 2021, taking home multiple awards for Deeper's Muse and a whole slew of other awards that I'd probably just need a whole nother episode to cover. But Maitland, welcome to The Curious Girl Diaries. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I am so excited. I have to tell you this really quick story before we get started. Okay. When I started podcasting six and a half years ago, I made a list of people that I thought would be really good to interview. And I didn't know that my show was going to go do a sort of an interview format. I keep it I do one show a week with just me and about my sex life and all the fun stuff I'm doing. And then I do interviews on Saturday. And when I started interviewing people, I kind of made like this wish list of people I'd really love to interview someday. And you were on it. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I I know. And so when your publicist, Brian, shot me that email, I was just like, holy shit. Is this some, <laughs> is this like, is this some crazy, what's that power of thought? You manifested it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do they call that? What's that big book about where it teaches you how to manifest? What? Oh, the, uh, yeah, the secret. The secret. I'm like, is this yeah. some secret shit happening right now to me? I am so excited. Yeah. So you have been on my list, my, uh, my list of Aww. people that I most was interested in interviewing. So this is like a real, it's a cool full circle moment for me. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Yeah. Okay. So in case anybody's been living under a rock, which I think 
think it'd be hard to do. It'd be hard pressed for you not to know who Maitland is. But just in case anybody missed the memo, Maitland, can you just kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about your background? Well, my background, you were very good at reading my, you know, resume and stating like the stuff I was in. So that's really good. Well, I was, you know, a Disney star and I was a, I was a young actress who found a lot of fame early on or a lot of, you know, work early on as um, characters, kind of like the girl next door and on Boy Meets World, kind of the sexy girl next door kind of character, but also still very sweet and and virginal, <laughs> but very like not a sexual being, even though I did a lot of things on Boy Meets World that were very sexual if you look back on it. But yeah, I was at one point after that, after um, I did White Chicks and stuff, I was really typecast in Hollywood and I couldn't play like the kind of roles that I wanted to play, like that were different. I was seen as just only really one type of like person that um, really uh, from the role that I played on Boy Meets World mostly, but a little bit from White Chicks, but no, mostly Boy Meets World. But still, I wasn't getting cast as anything like that role again, because they they're like, oh, no, we saw that on Boy Meets World. You stay in that box for the rest of your life, which felt like a coffin to me because I was... I wanted to do different things and I wanted to play, try more serious roles or try sexier roles on my own terms and all that. So I was really up against a wall for a long time. And I really didn't have a breath of fresh air until I got married and I moved to New York for a while. And I was really able to, you know, take a moment to really away from Hollywood, away from the whole Hollywood machine and and failing over and over how I perceived that and really got to discover who I was as, and especially as a sexual person and my sexuality and things I had kept undercover for so long because I was wanting to be such a good girl and wanting to fit in and, and please people and be nice and likable. And, and then I, you know, really discovered myself and I came back to LA and I started taking screenwriting at UCLA for a couple of years. And then really, I think Girl Meets World is actually responsible for my porn career <laughs> because, hold on, because when I came back to LA, I was writing a lot of erotic stories and discovering my sexuality. And I would want, it was like fantasizing about different things I'd want to do and play out. And it was interesting because my, when I got married and I had like sort of an anchor at home, he's very, very proud of me and very supportive of my journey of this whole time. So I was kind of, I had the freedom to explore my sexuality, but also have a safe place at home kind of yes. at the same time. But Girl Meets World came back and there was such renewed interest in the cast that it was just a wild experience because I had really moved away from that character and that thing. And I thought I was going to just write, not just write, but I thought I was going to write. Maybe I'd be in my own stuff or in my own screenplays, but oh, I could do it for other people too. And when this came back, we had so much interest in the show and the cast and everything. The reason I say it's responsible is it allowed me an audience to be who I wanted to be, my, my authentic self, do the things I wanted to do on my social media. And I got attention for that. And I also got more followers for that. And so I had a platform again, but this time I was going to take it on my own terms. And then that evolved from there. And it led to me discovering myself sexually and performance, which surprised me even that I loved it so much and that I was good at it. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When you discover that you're good at performing sex, it's a, it's a liberating day. <laughs> for sure. And you okay. want awards for it. That's the craziest exactly. thing. I mean, right. You are very well known. I mean, like, literally, like, even someone who... Again, roll the clock back for me several years. I wouldn't say that I could name anybody by name from the that was a porn actress, except for you. I want to talk to her. That's an interesting story. She's got an interesting story. Uh, 
Yeah, I was excited. Okay. So thank you so much for sending me your book. I have been reading yes, it. And I, I just, I, yeah, I highly recommend this, guys. You have got to check out Maitland's book. It is going to be out, did you say the 6th of September? 6th, September 6th, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's really, really good. So what I want to do is I want to just want to read a couple little things here that I sort of bookmarked. Oh, yeah, sure. And yeah, because I, <laughs> I wanted to go back to this. And it's funny because listening to some of the things you've already said, I think it's going to tie in pretty well. And so I'm on page 75. And it says, as I stood there taking those photos, the fan blowing little pieces of boa feathers up in my face and the smell of locks and crewman sweat permeating the air, I started to feel out of control. I needed to be compliant when they wanted to use my body as a story point, but guilty when I wanted to express anything with it on my own. Even if I really let loose and started to enjoy taking these pictures, I would be held back from that. Michael would come down and give me a talk about how widely desperate I was being perceived and that I needed to mind myself and handle this professionally without a smile. I felt like they liked seeing me in a stage of undress, but only if I was a little uncomfortable with it. After all, girls should always feel that way. I was tired of everyone else having a question or comment about my body and just about how it was going to be used. Yeah. Okay. This, what I love about this is I feel like a lot of women have that moment. Yes. Yeah. And... I really feel like for me right there, you gave it a voice and it's just so sometimes, you know, you just kind of, it dawns on you. And I think the more in touch with my sexuality and the more I wanted to make it a priority in my life without feeling like I got to keep it under wraps or be ashamed of it. It's sex. We all do it. We should be able to talk about it. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh no, I got it on a much smaller scale. Like, like we're talking about social media. Well, you can't use this word or you can't use that word. Or if you're on YouTube, you can't say sex or fuck or penis or vagina or right. DVP. I can't or- just say vagina or penis. I mean, that's these are anatomical parts. Like, I don't understand this. Hello, beautiful people. I'm here to talk about something that can truly revolutionize your life. Have you ever wished you could have access to pleasure-based sex education right in the comfort of your bedroom? Well, your wish is about to come true with Beducated. Beducated offers over 100 online courses from the world's top experts, bringing you the best techniques and skills to enhance your love life. Whether you're single, in a relationship, no matter your sexual orientation or gender, Beducated is a safe space for all. Try some of my personal favorite courses on Beducated, like how to make your partner squirt, prostate massage, and all the ways to pleasure a penis. You can master new techniques, reignite the spark in your relationship, and build confidence to explore new depths of pleasure. So why buy more stuff when you can invest in your sex life instead? Try all Beducated courses for one day free. You won't get charged for the first 24 hours and you can cancel at any time. No risk with a 14-day money-back guarantee. Get 60% off the yearly pass with my coupon code CURIOUS. Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $6.66 per month. By the way, you can also gift your loved ones a personalized Beducated gift card. So what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the show notes and use the coupon code CURIOUS and join the Beducated family today. Remember, it's not just about having great sex. It's about being Beducated. I'm with you. Like I've said said the same, but I find it so interesting how it's really occurred to me that it's okay if I put up pictures of myself maybe in a bathing suit. That's all right. Yeah, right. 
aside from the, if there's a nipple, and by the way, I've never posted pictures. I, it doesn't matter. I just have it. But I know that I couldn't because it's okay one way, but not okay. If we can't capitalize on, on you going to this extreme and make money off of it, yeah. it's not okay. It's okay during a Super Bowl commercial if you're going to eat a hamburger and slide around right. on a car and spray a hose between your legs. That's all right. <laughs> I know. But, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's the kind of backlash that I was facing. And back then, yeah, it was a really weird time for girls, especially in Hollywood in the, in the late 90s and early 2000s, because they, you were expected to be this kind of sexy person, but then you were also expected to be virginal and very, like, you were always walking the line. And that's what I mean about it. it's something they like you to be uncomfortable about it because they don't want you to be empowered in your sexuality or who you are like that. Because then that would make you, I think that would make you stronger and more in like, just, I think that's the last real liberating front for women, especially sexuality, because it's still such a taboo thing. And social media, yeah, it got so weird. It's so weird how all of these things you can't even say that are normal things in life that you, like what? I cannot sit, believe I can't say vagina. And it's, it's, it's me as a woman. I don't, I don't get it. I know. You have, but, you have uh, a vagina. Why can't you talk I know. about it? <laughs> what is the, why can't you say I have a vagina? Why is that automatically some sort of sexual pornographic reference just to say I have a vagina? But social media, really, how I got kicked off of social media over and over for those kind of nipply kind of pictures, which uh-huh. weren't, they weren't really nude. They were just like a, a shadow of the nipple. It's hard. It's something. So that's how I started content sales. Before I did professional studio porn, I did. Uh, did content. And I really didn't think that I was going to go down that road. I didn't know. I, I like doing sexy pictures and sexy setups. And I thought I'd do like Playboy-esque type things. And But it just evolved from there. Like, yeah. Along the way. So you kind of, kind of caught the perfect storm, it sounds like, where social media was getting tighter and you needed to find a platform where you could post what you wanted to post. But also, so you end up on OnlyFans and you're monetizing that. And you're just crushing it. Yes, it's way more than I ever made from Disney in my career in mainstream Hollywood. Way, way more. But it's, I started out really on Patreon. That's when I first started out. Just by on a whim. Well, not really a whim. I was getting kicked off and my fans were like, oh, why don't you sell content? And I was thinking, no, nobody's going to really want to buy that long term. Where but- were you getting kicked off of? Was it Twitter or... No, not Twitter, uh, oh. Snapchat and Instagram, oh. just taking po- photos down and yeah. stuff and mm-hmm. giving warnings and, but just for like nothing, like, and yeah. people, also people would just complain. There was a lot of very, Haters. I'd say more, yes. And it's, uh, there's a very, um, religious conservative set of people that are fans of Boy Meets World. And they were very upset that I was doing anything sexy, ruining their views of the show, which I don't understand how I got so such a religious kind of thing with Boy Meets World. And the majority of fans are not like that. I'm not saying that. But there's a certain set that will cause problems because of that. (laughs) So they'll they'll go on and complain over and over over nothing. And then they don't always check things out on social media and Instagram. And they just take them off and give you a warning. And sometimes you can question it, but usually not. But yeah, so I just like said, I'll start a Patreon page. Let's see, maybe I can, you know, use the extra money to do like hiring photo shoots and just stuff like that. But then overnight there was like 20 subscribers. And I was like, I didn't even mention it. How did they find me? And then by the end of the week, I had like 2,800 subscribers and I was the number one adult creator. And that, that really started it. Like, I was like, wow, I, that is so cool. 
Yeah, I had been told by a publicist and many others, but especially this publicist would told me, no, you'll never make money being sexy. No one will ever want to buy your stuff or do cast you as anything sexy. I should stop because only 25 year olds are sexy. I read that in your book. I was just like, oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> I know. He said it in a way where he thought he was being helpful to me and my career because my place was trying. He thought the first perfect thing for me was to be in like a sitcom mom. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It wasn't what I wanted to be. I did not want to be like the sitcom mom, like on Girl Meets World kind of thing, you know, like have the kids and be the mom. And that wasn't my kind of thing that I wanted to do. And I also did not want to do any Hallmark movies or things like that. (laughs) I I actually, I say that they're like kind of like a graveyard. Because there's so many people from shows that come on it. And it's you like, see oh, a I lot of ex-soap stars doing yeah. the Hallmark. <laughs> They're now on the Hallmark oh. circuit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't want to be part of the Hallmark circuit. I wanted to do my own thing and do something different and yeah, and bold. And I just, so, but I, yeah, I was able to create my own content. And that it really evolved from there. And, and my fans have been there every step of the way, really. The, they were there from the beginning. Where they've seen my journey, like me literally in real time, taking my journey and discovering it things about myself and doing performance and sexual performance. And I, I was doing that for, eventually it led to OnlyFans and stuff and that, that's huge. But um, yeah, but that's before I... Like, right. Okay. Because I'm going to get, I want to, I have a, definitely want to ask like about that moment, like how okay. that, how that came about. But first, let me just uh, read the second little thing here that I've got marked from your book. And this is on page 96, in case you want to follow along. As uh, we eventually all got each other naked and lay down on the bed, we're both going to take our time with that pussy, the big guy said. <laughs> and I, as I sucked him off, what a wonderfully weird feeling to have a dick in your mouth while another one slides into you. I loved it. Even a little voice in my head was telling me I was going to hell. They took turns with me. (laughs) They took turns with me. We had sex in every position possible. They were synchronized and really knew how to pleasure a woman in the most unexpected ways. Do you guys practice? I asked in the middle of it. And they laughed and I went to sleep with them, thoroughly fucked and satisfied. Okay. The reason (laughs) I highlighted this, my listeners will know why. Because... Yeah. The one thing I have done a lot of crazy shit. The one thing that I cannot scratch off my list of all things is a threesome. Oh, three a threesome. You can't get a threesome? Oh. I it's been my Mount Kilimanjaro. Like I can't see I, oh. it's always like I can't we quite make it happen. Like yeah. Uh, it is very difficult. I have to say it is very difficult. And and if you read a little further on, they were into each other as well. I know. I so, when you woke up this morning. <laughs> I would have done the same. I would have been like, what the fuck? I am the star of the show. Yeah. And at, at that time in my life, I wasn't as, you know, open-minded. I, I was scared of all that. And I was scared that I liked it. I was scared of everything, but I did like it a lot. But you know, no, you're very right. It's very hard to get two guys that will do it if they're not bisexual or whatever. Right. Or if they aren't open to that kind of thing. But that's one of the reasons that I love porn because it is difficult and I can have all sorts of group kind of settings. And I recently did my first DP that's coming out. And that is the most difficult thing to find men to do. Like, I, yeah. Really? That's on my list. Oh my God, I have to have that. Like, what? Have you done it? And it's, but it's interesting. It's very, it's, you can't really fuck back as well because you have to let them do it because it's a very controlled thing. Like in my threesome, it was easier with the pussy and mouth and that. But when you're having them both go like this in your ass and your pussy, so. Yeah. 
But yeah, when you're going like that, when you're at the same time, it's very synchronized. It's an art. It really is an art. There's there's very actually few people in porn who are very good at that. And they they usually find a like another performer that they're comfortable with that yeah. can that they both are, you know, the same kind of energy and stuff. I don't know, but it's great. You should do it. But oh. yeah, get a threesome. Get a threesome. I know. It's <laughs> I don't know. It's really pissing. It's starting to piss me off. I'm like, I'm going to have an angry threesome. I'm pissed off for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll find you some people. Could you, could you put yeah. in a good word for oh. me? Oh my God. That would yeah. be the best threesome ever. Like, it's okay. a lot of fun. It's Maitland a lot of says fun. We got to take care of this problem. So we're here. Oh my God. I would love it. I would love it. Okay. So was that your first threesome? Yes. Oh, yeah. With two guys like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, one of my first threesome, but with two guys you're talking about. Yeah. I had, well, I had when I was younger with a guy and I talk about it in the book. And yes, it was a threesome, but she didn't like want to do it at the same time. It was very fucked up. But I talk about that in the story in the book. But, yeah. but that, yeah, with two guys like that. Yeah. It's not, you're right. It's not easy to find two guys that will want to do it at the same time. Well, this is validation no, it's for me to find just a girl. To have you another say girl that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear this because I'm kind of feeling like, okay, I have had no problem with all these other fun sexual things I want to do and finding people that want to engage in that with me. Not a problem. Yeah. But this one thing, and I'm like, what is it? Is is it me? It's got to be me. Like, I don't get no, it. No, no, no. It's, it's the fact that like, straight guys don't want to be naked with each other and to have their yeah. possibility. It's this very old kind of train of thought. There's very open-minded guys in porn. and But if you find guys who are bisexual... It's you probably could get that done. Although I, I gotta tell you, I, I got a guy that's bisexual, and his, and he won't you know, it. it's like once. Well, no, he wants to, he will, and then once it gets closer in time, then it's then we got to talk about. You know, I'll bring up something. He's like, well, like he's not sure how he feels about it. You know, I'm like, oh god, fuck it. With like, oh, that's interesting. I know, I mean, and I want to be. Of course, I don't want to be like the guy in this going. Just come on, just fucking do it. What's the problem? I'm not gonna like pressure him. You know, it's interesting. In threesome though, in porn, it's funny because they don't like to like sometimes if the guy's really big because there's massive cock in porn, of course. Yes. But then if you have another guy that's smaller than him, like. Even if they're both big, but if one's smaller than the other, it can get the smaller guy very rattled. Like they get very nervous and they think they don't look as good. Nope. I'm already aware of this. So I'm trying to pick a guy that's... I let, I'm let. i letting him pick a guy, actually. I'm like, you pick the guy. Yeah, right. I don't care. Pick him. That way he can... If he's got any like body thing where he's like, I want him to have a smaller dick than me, that's fine. I don't care. I really don't care. Just yeah. two hard dicks, please. <laughs> two hard That's all you need. That's two hard all dicks. you need. Why is this so hard, Maitland? I don't know. I can't. I can't quite get it. We're going to help you out. <laughs> all right. All right. And I love when you just said how wonderfully weird feeling, that wonderfully weird feeling of having a dick in your mouth while another one slides into you. I was like, I could feel that moment. I've imagined yes. that moment. And I was just like, so oh, I, so, so hot. hot. Okay. This has lit a fire in me. <laughs> What was it like when you were making the transition from mainstream acting into porn? Take me back to how that all happened and what... Well, it's so many years. So many years from there. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like I like I was talking about before about how I was typecast and not able to do the kind of things that I wanted to do. And, yeah. and then I was like wanting to express myself sexually and stuff. And I wanted to hide that for so long. Like anything I did that was sexual or deemed bad, I wanted to hide and keep secret and pretend I'd be this good girl all the time. But over time, I really uh, just started discovering myself. And really, like I said, grow, like Girl Meets World, when it came back, 
renewed interest in the show and uh, the cast and everything when it, the spinoff came on. And then I was able to really explore things of myself, but doing professional, I was doing the content. And then I remember Vixen called me. I actually had an agent called me too, a porn agent who was interested. And he said he was been following my career on Twitter and stuff and seeing the stuff and the popularity I was getting. And But really it was kind of like a secretive thing, unless you were following me or you knew my, you know, you were on my social media or my, my Patreon or any of that. It wasn't known to the public that I was doing pornographic stuff, but yeah, it was known to the porn industry. And so I had him, but then Vixen Media Group, they called me to work with them. And I was at first, I wasn't sure... First, when I started doing this professional porn, just because it would be so high profile and everyone would know after that, because when you're doing your content, you can still, you know, there's a degree of anonymity because you'd have to pay for it. And, it's, you know, it's more, it's not just all advertised out there on the sites and places that people, a lot of people watch. So, but I did it and it was exciting and I did a couple other things, but I, when my scene for Blacked for Vixen came out, it was like a Saturday that it came out and it really crashed the internet. It crashed the web like it, on their end. No kidding. Like their, their site was down. Yeah, it was broke all records. It was and it was so crazy. But then Kate and Cross, who just started the brand Deeper with No, wait, Vixen. was this a merger with, when you're, I'm familiar with Blacked, their, with their yeah, content. Vixen yeah. owns all these brands. Like okay. there's Vixen, Black, Black Draw, Tushy, like all of these yeah. different brands. Okay, I didn't Deeper. know they were all owned kind of They're by all the internet. same. Yeah, Vixen is like the mothership of all of them. Vixen would call you to work for these sites and stuff. Like, yeah, like I'm a contract person for Vixen, but like the face of Deeper, like, and I'm mostly that. But Caden had just like launched Deeper, which is another brand. So it was more of the feature brand. It was more of the scripted brand. They were going into more of a, a lengthier scripted thing and also wanted to like for awards and stuff. And she had been had just won director of the year at AVN. And so she came over to Vixen with Deeper. But she lost her co-star on the first day they started filming, which happened to be the day my black scene came out. And so she thought like Monday morning, she was going to have to say, hey, I can't do this feature this year that we've planned and everything because I lost this star. And they said, talk to Maitland. And she's like, Maitland? And they're like, she's an actress. She can handle the dialogue and she gets a full script. And I remember getting it and thinking, wow, this is so well-written. This is exactly what I've wanted to do for so long. Like thinking about doing a fully scripted piece that's hot and then having the hot sex, but and dialogue and really filmed well. Yes. So it was really a dream. It was really fate because that Monday we met at a Starbucks. And then by the end of the week, we were shooting this first feature that really, that was the big thing that made me become the contract face and deeper and everything. So that was three years ago. <laughs> yes. And I've seen, I've seen just some, I haven't actually seen it, but I've seen on your social media, some of the pictures and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it just, it just looks actually beautiful. Like I'm looking at the clothes. Yes. I'm just like, this is a full on, this is not what you normally see from porn or what I've normally seen from porn. It's uh, something different. It's its own category. I don't know what, but I think it's kind of the start of a new, just a new category under the porn genre. Do you- yeah, no, I really think, yeah, it's like erotic filmmaking. We do, we use high-end everything. Yeah. It's high-end filming. We use mainstream, like, people for, like, cinematography and stuff who, who've worked in. They use different names on but... <laughs> Yeah. Is that what they do? I'm the one who comes out there with their name, pretty much. Everybody, I guess everybody's got a porn name. They just use everybody it when really has a porn name. It's yeah. weird because you don't know what their real name is. But right. Somebody joked on that, like, "Wow, you're just coming out there with your real name." And I'm like, "Can you imagine if I didn't? Like, if I had some fake name and people were like, isn't that her? Isn't that yeah. Rachel? Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> She's like all secretive and changed her name." 
You don't um, look like no. a Rachel, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Maitland, that was a good call. I think that was, wasn't that when you were a kid, your first uh, producer, not producer, somebody changed your name and they, they, oh, yes. they were like, well, my first name, yeah, my first name is, I'm Ashley Maitland. Right. And that's my real name. But my, yeah, my first agent was like, drop the Ashley. There's too many Ashleys. Just go by yeah. Maitland. So, yeah. so yeah, it's my real name, but it's my middle name. But yeah, my family and stuff still calls me Ashley, but. Yeah. I thought that was a good call on that person. Yeah, no, it was. Way it's back different. when. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was 16 years old, my gosh. Yeah. And now have you had, so, I mean, there's been a lot of really great stuff. I assume that there's been times where you were like, what the fuck have I done? I'm not sure. Have you ever had those like regretful moments? No, I haven't really. No, really? I haven't. It's been, it's weird. And I remember my first scene partner, which was on my content when I was doing full on boy, girl in a threesome with another girl though. When I was doing that, I just lost myself in it and I just loved it. My husband was there filming it with more of my premium content. And in the end, I remember asking my co-star later on, he was like, like, what do you remember about me? Because you popped my porn cherry. And he said, you weren't nervous. Like, I thought you'd be nervous. You just like went into it. And I remember doing my first blow job, which I did right before that. I just was so excited about just to take this dick and really this huge, massive dick and just, you know, do have my way with it. It was so fun. It was like I had slobber everywhere and I was, it was just really hot. And I I really liked doing it. Yeah. I want to ask you something real quick. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So when you're doing this and you're in the moment, how much is acting and how much is just, I mean, you're a sexual person. You're, you're using your body in a sexual way. Yeah. What's really going on there? I think it's genuine how I'm feeling because I love sex and being a sexual person. So everything I'm doing is genuine. But I do keep in mind like what the character is. And I, get, I feel I can do it. It's like if you if you love to be a dancer, you're dancing and you love it. But you're also knowing that it has to be a specific way for the audience. Like I have to make sure like certain things are seen and like make sure it's we get to certain positions and things like that. Right. Uh, and make sure it looks good and people are entertained by it as well. So I, yeah, I kind of I really say it's like akin to being a dancer or an ice skater repair or something like where you're you're with them in the moment and that chemistry is there and you're enjoying it and everything, but you also are amplifying things for the audience so they can enjoy it too. Because you know you need to have it outward. It's not like an inward experience where you're just in. Well, it is an inward experience, but yeah, um, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, but it's not just that you're amongst yourselves where you don't have to worry about. It. You have to make sure the audience loves it too. So right, there's you know, certain techniques. Yeah. What does your family think about all this success? My family has been extremely supportive and I didn't think that at all because I was scared when I was a kid like my like if I got married and they knew I had sex that would be detrimental that would just be like right. the worst thing like being married that was my thought if I was married uh, they'd know what happened <laughs> so Uh, So that was, yeah. But, you know, once it came after, I was much older, of course, many decades had passed or decades had passed since then. And they've been very supportive and they see how happy I am and um, that I've made a successful life for myself. And they're not going to watch it or talk about it or anything like that. But they're, they're proud of me. They're also proud of me of the kind of features and films that I make that like they are high end. They are, I'm doing like a, something that's different yeah. and they're, I get to act and all that stuff. So it's kind of, if I was just doing like, well, I mean, they'd be proud of me too. I think if I was just doing my sex tapes, like I always did, but <laughs> they'd love that too. They'd be just as proud. I mean, they, they would maybe not as proud as parents, but no, they are proud. I mean, I, we're proud of, and I win awards and do all that. And they've seen that I found success in something that I have makes me happy. So, yeah. Ah, uh, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com. 
we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Good. Is your grandma still alive? No, she's not. She's probably turning over in her grave. I was wondering about, okay, I was like wondering about them. Like, she, yeah. She seemed like some of the things she said really imprinted on you. Yeah, right, right, right. I know. She was very, she was a wonderful woman. I'm not going to say that. She was just a very conservative Christian. But I think it came from herself. Like her, her upbringing, they were very strict with her. So I think she was always trying to punish herself because she didn't want to be seen bad or God to punish her. She didn't. So she was worried about me, but it's, it's very like rattling. Like she would talk about the rapture a lot and how I needed to oh, be yeah. so good to get up in it or I'd be left behind and I'd have to get the, oh, I'd have to be, be set on fire or something. Right. So I didn't take the mark of the beast. <laughs> Burning in hell for yeah, all right. eternity. Like very, like, so I was always thinking, oh my God, any of these thoughts I have, it's going to send me straight to hell. And like, I talk about that little Jesus picture and it was just like this little gold, like little Jesus picture. And she put it up for me and, and it was the, you know, the white, golden haired, white Jesus, that famous picture that like a yes. lot of people had. Everyone Grandma had that one. Yeah, yeah. that was very right. big, yeah. Your grandma absolutely definitely had that in her house yeah. for no, no but doubt I about honestly, it. I honestly think down deep, she was a little bit of a wild girl. I think when she was young, I think she was a little bit wild and she didn't want to talk about it. Like she wanted to cover that part of her up because she, yeah, I just think there was two sides of her and it's sad that she couldn't be comfortable. Like I think she was pregnant when she was married first and she would, she would never she would never admit that, but she'd think that would shame her in my eyes. And it wouldn't, I wish she would have just talked about all this stuff. I would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little different. I know my grandma and my mother were that way. Just very like, you can't say that. What do you mean? I just did. I just said it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) What was the hardest, what was the hardest thing about the porn industry for you or what is, or is, is there anything difficult or that kind of it's challenges very athletically, you? It's athletically demanding, which um, I like, but you can't, it's very like, it's long. Everything's long. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing that people are most surprised about is that on our shoots, we work like 15 hour days. So we're like working in a row. Yeah. But the sex is only like an hour or two of it. We're doing all this other production stuff. So I think people are really surprised that we work so hard on it and that it's so detailed. I think that the hardest thing is really just keeping your energy up and just really like, especially with the sex, because it's like acrobatic and it can be tiring after you've gone. I mean, it's not quick. It's not like, it's like an hour. You're like straight of like all sorts of positions and everything. The hardest thing is first cowgirl is really extremely hard. For somebody that's tall, long legs, because I have to, it's yeah. just, it's just not yeah. the most easy position to get into. <laughs> We're, you and I are the same height, I believe. You're, you're 5'10". Oh, yeah. Well, like 5'11". Yeah. All the way in between. Yeah. 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 So it's not easy to do that reverse cowgirl. But no, luckily... You're let, your quads are burning. Yeah. It's, but it's really been wonderful. I haven't had too many disappointments really within this whole thing, this whole journey. And you're, okay, so your book is titled Rated X, How Porn Liberated mm-hmm. Me from Hollywood. Do you think it's, I mean, do you think it's really done that? Yes. Yeah. 
How so? Because I now can be my full sexual being. I can admit who I am. I can Mm -hmm. explore myself. I can try new things. I can just be out there and be like my authentic self with my fans and with everyone. And I can just do what I love and not be ashamed of it. It's helped me not be ashamed as a person of things that I would have been ashamed of when I was young. I now can just be truthful and be myself. And it's liberated me in the fact that I'm acting more than I ever did. I'm making more money than I ever did. I get to do write scripts. I get, I wrote a book. Yeah. I get right, all no. of the You're an author. fans. Yes. Yeah. Who would have thought, and especially over 40, that you would become a huge porn star and win awards and become an author, get acting back in your life and do things that you really wanted to do and the kind of scenes you want to do and actually have more respect from people. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. And I, but I think anybody, anybody, especially women, especially, but anybody who has been told they can't do something or it's not right for them or you need to be a certain way. Uh, if you don't listen to those people, you can really live in your truth and find happiness. And and you usually find success. I found that once I started being like my authentic self and like showing people like, this is what I like to do. This is who I am. They responded even more. Like they didn't, they responded less to me being in the box of my youth than they respond. They respond more to me being who I am and being free with that. And I think that's really cool. I think that's true. It doesn't have to be porn. It could be in any, any facet of your life. Uh, naysayers don't want you to succeed. So just remember that. (laughs) Absolutely. So for most people, since let's assume most people aren't going to go from what they're doing now into porn. Right. What can you suggest that they can do that just helps them be more sexually liberated in general? What helped me a lot, of course, I love writing. So I, I was writing erotic stories and reading erotic like plays and erotic fiction and stuff like that. So I was really getting into all of that. I think you need to like stop being embarrassed of things. Talking about it and like being in the open about it is so much better than it was to hide everything. And I think everybody thinks like, oh, if people are going to think bad of me if I do this or if I'm this way. But for the most part, for open-minded people and like people who are who love you and like, you know, are in your circle, if they're not like terrible people, um, they're going to accept you and it's not going to be as big of a deal. Like it was, you think like, oh my God, everybody's going to judge me. No one's going to love me anymore. People are going to be, go away from me. I mean, it's amazing to see like family members and like my friends in the past. They're like, I'm so excited for the book. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, because everybody from mainstream to porn, they all agreed on the fact that if I let this out to the press, it was going to ruin me and it didn't. And they, it was positive for the most part. And I, and I really think that comes from the fact that if I wasn't ashamed and I wouldn't play into that shame card. And so if you're not ashamed of who you are and what you do, what can somebody say? I mean, okay, what are they going to keep coming at you? And if they are a decent person, they're going to accept who you are. And I think that's true for anybody. Just really get to know yourself and the things that you're ashamed of. So like, especially sex or anything about yourself, embrace that and learn about that and get to know yourself and live in where, live how you want to live, not how others want to Yeah. You know what? I think there's a lot of people that could take what you just said right there and apply that to their relationships with their partners. Take that same philosophy, apply it to the relationship they're having with their partners, and they could really, really explode it. Like experience something so, so deep. Because once you're, you know, once you just take that veil off and you're like, yep, it's who I am. Yes, I'm into these things. Yes, I like this stuff. No, I'm not going to go sneak around behind your back to do it because I want to do it with you. You know, just really getting deep and connected with other people. This is a, with a significant other. You know, it's a great way to do it. Or maybe you're, when I, when I said people, maybe you're polyamorous, who knows? But, you know, just like, I just, I love that philosophy because I think it's so applicable. Just every little, you know, personal, professional, if you take what you just said and apply it, you will be doing a lot better. Yeah. Completely. I think it can be applied to all yeah, aspects of your life. Yeah, especially relationships. 
Yes. So we know that porn, it gets a bad rap. And Mm -hmm. what's the one thing you would love? I mean, not all the time, but it does. I mean, generally gets a bad rap, right? And so what's the one thing you would like to set the record straight about? Like, is there one thing that just like burns in your fucking craw? Like, it's like, if I hear that one more time, because it's not true. Like, Is there one? Well, there's so many things, but I think people can still have that old concept of porn. Like it's some seedy old guy smoking a cigarette, you know, jerking himself off, watching a drug-induced orgy. None of that happens on quality sets. I mean, there are, of course, there's all levels of sets and you could have like, just like in Hollywood, you can have some crazy filmmakers over here doing crazy stuff. But for the main studio, tried and true studio stuff, you're not going to experience any of that. It's going to be a normal set. And everybody, people are like scared of porn stars. Like they're like animals in the wild and they they don't want to... It's true. Like they, I've had people say, oh, I don't talk to porn stars, but I can what? talk to you because you were on my TV or whatever. People, Or I don't like want to interact with them or something. But they do in private. Everybody watches porn and does that. But still, I think if the taboo was taken away, it would be much better for the performers and for everybody in general. They are normal people. Like they're normal people making a living, supporting families. Yeah. They have relationships. They have, it's just an industry that I think a lot of people hear about the pitfalls of it and how people get into drugs and they get in bad place. Well, it's a lot because society has so many taboos on them. It's not the industry destroying them. It's going out in life after the industry. And like, if they're not working anymore and having, they're not being accepted by their families and their towns and their like places they go and being just treated terribly. And it's not like the industry is doing that. The industry actually has saved a lot of people and is a safe place for a lot of people where they can find work and find a community of like like-minded individuals. And, but yeah, going out there in the world is much harder. I'm thankful that I haven't had that experience, but again, I think people feel a little more comfortable with me because they did see me in their living rooms when they were young. And, and so I'm kind of like a bridge that they feel like it asked me. You're more. an ambassador. Yes, but it's, I like it when they're like asking me a lot of questions because they are interested and they, they didn't want to, they were scared to ask anybody else, but they would be like, oh, I can ask you, you'll tell me the truth and it won't be oh, so scary. <laughs> totally. I mean, I tell you, if I had my druthers, like that would have been what this whole interview was about, just yeah. about me and my curiosity. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. no, it's, it's about her. It's about her. Get, you'll just have to, you know, wait <laughs> on us. We can talk again. (laughs) Oh my God, I would love that. No, seriously, but because, you know, everybody has like a zillion questions and I'm trying to be respectful and not go, just not be like, (laughs) oh, tell me about this. I'm so interested. It's fascinating. It really is fascinating. No, I like answering them more. And so conversely on just on what it's doing well, where do you think the industry could do better? Oh, acting wise, this is interesting because I do think there's a lot of performers that really do like to act and they they haven't been given a lot of opportunity for that or they're not. They, we need more preparation time. We do things very fast. I feel like I can really do that. We don't have like days for rehearsals and stuff like that. We really have to condense it into a faster period of time, which is fine. And I feel like I actually the soap opera prepared me for that the most because we would shoot like two or three shows in it would say three shows in two days or something. And we'd be, it was insane on soap operas. But I think it's the similar with porn. I actually think porn and soaps are very similar industries. Like they're yeah. kind of off of Hollywood. They're not respected all the way by Hollywood, but they all have their unique performers that are like in a small knit community with like big personalities and stuff. But I do think it would be good if people took acting classes and people like we had a day for like table reads and and just something, some kind of rehearsal ahead of time, because I mean, you rehearse on set when you're doing it, but I mean, like 
just to really get the, especially for big features and stuff to really get into that whole character. Cause you really, you do it better if you know, if you know what you're doing, kind of like, instead of just going up and doing it. Like thankfully with my feature scripts though, that I get, I get them a long time ahead of time, but there's a lot of like sets and stuff that are not necessarily deeper, but no, not even necessarily Vixen, but like sets that get features. It's right on like cue. You have to just do it like when you get them. So um, yeah, I think they could do better. And I think they can, they're, you know, it's funny because the outside, the outside world of mainstream. What is mainstream in the outside world? I don't get it, but mainstream and porn, I think they're scared of each other and we need to like marry that a bit and like have it be more like, let's, let's, you know, learn from each other and, and stuff. Yeah. Because, because uh, the public is scared of porn and porn is scared of the public. I mean, I was always, I was kind of doubted when I came in, like is mainstream screwing us over again and just going to use us for, you know, to get some money and some attention. And so, yeah, I was, people were, some people were wary of me <laughs> if I was going to do that. But here I am three years later on the same site. And you're, yeah, there, you, and you're still there. Favorite movie you've done so far? I would say, oh, I just worked on one that's coming out actually in September. It's I'm excited about that, but I people won't know about it yet. They won't know oh. how. So, but that's I'm really excited about that one. Well, what can you tell us? I can tell you, it's kind of like Natural Born Killers meets uh, WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me Wanda. just say that's there is quite a, a mix. Huge- there is a huge, okay, there's a huge, well, Natural Born Killers in the way that it's styled and edited and stuff. And yeah, all okay. the you know how the flashing things and like, yeah. it's really yeah. cool. Like Caden was really, she's done an amazing job with this and stuff. But it's going to play on my sitcom element. We actually have this really cool sitcom element that's we did full out and it's going to like peel into real life. And it, it's it's like a metaphorical journey of mine that it's metaphorical of my journey, let's just say, and much more artistic and more different and much more deviant and, well, maybe, but no, di- she's a little more diabolical and kind okay. of, you know. Let's just say I'm America's sweetheart and then I find myself in this rapidly dark, twisted night and finding a lot of sexual situations, but also it's the WandaVision element of you know, I'm stepping out from the screen and finding peace with myself in the end. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's going to be really cool. But I think the most, Muse was great to make. Muse, because it was the first Muse, like, during the summer of COVID. That was amazing, too. I've loved yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, so that story that you just talked about, or the movie you just talked about, it sounds like it's very much, there's some parallels to your life a little bit. Yes, it's very yes. much parallel to my life. In, yeah. In such a like artistic metaphorical way like right. it's but it's like yeah it's totally yeah yeah and she took like elements actually elements of stories from the book not the stories but like how the path curved you know like yeah along the way so it's really cool I'm really excited about it I it'll love that coming, it, it'll be coming when it'll be coming September but it's um September. it's called yeah drift is coming drift okay mm-hmm. love it well I'll, I will look for that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, um, who is your favorite male lead? Oh, you know what I have? I, oh, it's so hard to say. I would say I was so lucky in the beginning, though, to find two male leads for my content creation who were longtime porn stars, Danny Mountain and Isaiah Maxwell. And they were so instrumental in helping me discover myself as a performer, how to perform, like mm-hmm. how to be professional. I would not have been, I don't know if not ready, but I wouldn't have been as well prepared. Like I was getting an education from them at the same time as we were shooting this content. And it was, it was fun. And I was discovering myself more and like I was, fans were loving 
flipping it. But I wouldn't have been the same. If it wouldn't have gone so well with those two, I would not have been as comfortable going into mainstream porn and may not mainstream, you know, studio porn and going straight onto the set and, you know, just giving it my all and taking all these different men and stuff. So I have to thank them for in the beginning. So that's like, but yeah, there's just people that I just absolutely adore in the industry. And everybody thinks like we're having sex with so many different men. It's kind of like the same community with like a couple come in and out, but it's, (laughs) it's hard to find men who are just really talented, great performers like consistently for so long. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a dick preference? What's your dick type? Well, my, I've discovered many dicks over this, these the years. Oh, my dick type. You know what? I really do like an uncut dick, especially for anal. Because okay. It's, it's, Tell me yes. about this. And yes, I, I want to know. know what I discovered about myself. I can take some big anal and I can do it <laughs> really well. No, I'm serious. I have a huge, like, asshole. Like... <laughs> It's expandable. It's a very tight asshole. Oh, I love that. It expands and I can clean out very easily. And (laughs) I never knew I was such a talent for anal sex. So, but if you get a dick that is uncut, it's a Uh little more pillowy going in. It's a little soft. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. And I took a massive one. One of my favorite people, Manuel, who did my first, he's one of my favorites too, who did my first anal. He was so sweet and gentle. And he was like, it was like I was I was being de-virginized or something. And I had done anal before in my life, but he's massive. So, yeah. but he's Not this kind. There's anal and then there's <laughs> anal. And there's anal. <laughs> and I just wore big dicks the other day. But yeah. no, but he, and he was like, I'll just slide in. It's easier to start off in a um, laying down sideways position, a spoon kind of situation. I've been told that. Yes. But he he was like, we'll go slow. We'll take it slow. We'll go a little bit at a time. And it went all in right away. Like it went all the way in. And he goes, we just went with it and we never stopped the scene. So wow. Yeah. It was just- You were just totally relaxed. You you were Yes. Good to go. And it's nice because guys, like the professional guys in porn are very good, like of taking care of women, like like when girls are on their periods and they have to put a makeup sponge up their twat. (laughs) I've heard about this makeup sponge. It is. You put the makeup sponge in and it does. It works. It works. But then at the end, I have relatively long fingers so I can get it out. But guys will help you dig it out at the end. So if they're gentlemen, and most of them are, (laughs) and they're not weird at they're not weirded out about period sex or any of that or anal if anything happens, you know, nobody's weirded out by bodily normal functions. I've had a couple times where somebody just had to help me get my butt plug out after I got sucked up my ass and from all the crazy positions and just totally being, I've said, boy, I have a strong pelvic floor. I can suck a butt plug right up in me. So what do you think is going to get happen to you? <laughs> so you can take the big one too. <laughs> I love big ones. I do. I love big ones. And yeah, I think I the dick is good. Like, I don't know if I have one type of dick. I think the dick fits the guy. If you know, it's, it's, I like trying different ones, but you know, <laughs> I am actually kind of, I have a dick, like a physical dick preference where I like, I like things to be equal. So I like a good head to shaft ratio. That's what okay. I discovered about myself. Oh, like, yeah. You don't want to be, have a big head and like a littler. Not really. <laughs> I don't really, you know, and you know what I've noticed, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see a lot of the big plunger heads in porn. No, because they- Am I wrong about that? Yeah, that's, no, that's true. I don't, yeah, there's not. Well, they're, yeah, they're mostly like massive all around. 
So I think, right. And they have a nice dick to shaft ratio. And I feel like maybe porn is the thing that got me sort of like in that mindset. Like, I oh, yeah, because you see that. Right. Yeah. You don't see, right. I, mean, I don't see a lot of asymmetry. I really don't. Yeah. No, there, yeah. There's not really, I'm not, I'm thinking there's curves and stuff, a nice curve. Yeah. There, there are beautiful dicks. It's a, it's a land of beautiful dicks. A land. It is. Like, I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen an ugly dick in porn. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, also yeah. because the guys who have kind of dicks that they might not think are pretty <laughs> yeah. will probably not go into porn. So that's true. You know. They may, yeah, they may not. If you have a nice cock, you're going to want to show it to the world and use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay. In your book, you said that Hollywood is not a fairy tale. Would you take a role again in Hollywood? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If it's the kind of role that I want to play, I, yeah, I don't I don't say I'm, I don't ever differentiate myself saying I'm a porn star. I'm, I've switched careers. I'm an actress. I, I'm all for like productions that I want to do and productions that make me happy and like I'm excited about. And I think, yeah. and I think mainstream, I think it would be great to have a mainstream movie, kind of like, like the stuff that we do over at Deeper, except maybe not have as much sex, just a little sex. <laughs> How far off of Netflix can you really be at this point, right? I mean, Netflix is showing. I know they're doing stuff all the time. They just don't insert like that we see, but right. what if we have some of that? Like, wouldn't that be mm-hmm. hot to have a little bit of sex in the movie? But we don't have to have full-blown sex scenes that take 45 minutes or whatever. But but yeah, but just a little like normal sex and hot sex. And it's like, how many times have you watched a show or a movie and you're like, oh, it's so hot. And then they cut it off and they cut it off. Yeah, they're not quite fulfilled. Yeah. What kind of parts would you look for if you, if like from mainstream, or is there anything like that you have always wanted to act out or do? Well, I love like really dark comedy. I'm like, a, I'm surprisingly, I like to a twisted dark comedy and, and stuff. So I would like to try my hand at that. Not so much the sweet sea comedy, like when I did when I was young. And then I, I mean, I love the kind of roles that I'm playing now. I would love to play, like I said, I would love to bring something highly erotic to like a Netflix kind of situation that's more serious and that just can be fun and like it show like a woman my age and enjoying life and embracing sex and the rights to my book. That's what I want to make. That's what I yes. want to make. My yeah. book movie. <laughs> there we <laughs> go. Hey, yeah. Well, hey, Netflix, there you go. Yeah. Come, come and get it. <laughs> so, okay. Girl to girl. I want to know, give me just two of like your best kept sex secrets. I mean, I want some dish, like what you maybe would tell your best friend. <laughs> oh, like sex, like how in, you make it more enjoyable or like preparing for sex or, oh, this is difficult. Just in, anything, just like what's a try, just a tried and true thing that you always either a technique you either use or something that you do to make your, to yourself, to make your sexual experience better. Oh, this is so interesting. I think, let me think. Well, I did, and in the book, I have the chapter on anal sex where I learned a lot about anal sex, about cleaning out. And, and I know a lot of people are very uncomfortable with, just having anal sex, not that they wouldn't enjoy it, but they think they're going to be dirty or something. Yeah. What I found, there was like all these, all, people would tell me all different ways to like clean yourself. But I, you have to know your body, but honestly, just go up there. Like we do an enema, like a time yeah. before. And then I keep washing out with the, with water, just warm water. But honestly, if you just keep yourself like washed out a little bit with the warm water and stuff, it's not that bad. And use, I think, if you're not allergic to it, I like silicone lube better because it lasts longer. 
and it, it's just more stickier. And I really like, I don't know if these are tricks of mine, but I just kind of, I like being in control and on top and like being able to control the situation. But I do think people are nervous about their bodies too, women especially, even in private sex life. I think like I really found myself like just being able to touch yourself and arouse yourself in a way that doesn't even have to like end in an orgasm or feel it's some sex thing, but you can just, you know, really get to know your body and feel how it feels. And honestly, before sex, it's kind of good to like, like, especially on screen, have a little orgasm beforehand because it gets you all relaxed and loose and glowy. And you look, you know, it's, you're beautiful, more beautiful because you're, and then you can probably, and I find I have a, um, a bigger one after I do that because I'm, I just feel just much more opened up and relaxed. I know, because you get that first one out of the way and then the floodgates are the first open. One, like, especially and if you're nervous at all or like me going on set, it's like it's, if I'm already built up, then I can get into that orgasm really good. Yeah, I always find the second one, it's easier, right? After you, yes, I don't know why that is. And they just start, then they start rolling in. Yeah, and you also come into it where you're a little rosy-cheeked and you're like, huh, just a little... So yeah, you you look more attractive, you feel more attractive, you feel more sexual, and um, yeah, really, that's I think that's a key for me, especially performing. I like to do that. <laughs> I usually do. I usually will masturbate before I do an interview, but I Whoa, didn't do that today. I didn't have to oh, do it. <laughs> I know. I'm, I feel robbed. Now that I think about it. One. <laughs> this fucking sucks. God damn it. <laughs> no, I know. I because I feel like it makes me. Like you said, just I'm higher energy. I'm excited and it helps. It's, it's yeah, orgasms help totally a lot of stuff. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Well, I There's love a- how you have created or you've incorporated sex with a successful business career. I mean, these are two of my favorite subjects. So kudos to you. Oh, and you, you know, you, you've got fame as an actress, an author, and what's next? What is what's next for you? I don't know officially. I mean, I want to write more and I definitely want to get into writing erotic fiction and have another book like that. I don't know exactly, but I'm planning like like different ideas that I have for books and stuff. So I'd love to do that and also love to like read them like audiobooks and stuff. But you know what? I hope to make my story into some sort of a movie or series. I don't know yet. But honestly, I just want to let it come as it does, because that's always been the best for me. I never would have thought I would have been here. So find just finding myself here, it came from such an authentic place. And I think just living in my truth is going to, uh, you know, just take the journey as it comes. And as long as you're open to it and you're you're doing what you want to do, I think good things come from that. So I'm excited about the future and, and I'm excited about not knowing exactly what the future holds. And I think that's important. If you know exactly what's coming, then it's kind of a boring life. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure for me to have you on. And like I said, I mean, oh my God, I could just keep going and going and going. But I want to <laughs> we'll be respectful to of your time. So can you just let everybody know where they can find you? Oh, well, they can been- find me. <laughs> Yeah. On my social media, Maitland Ward, M-E-I-T-L-A-N-D-W-A-R-D. And you can, on Twitter, on Instagram. And I have a, I've just attempted TikTok. I haven't announced it really, but you guys, I was a rated X book is, is the little handle right now, but I am not good at it. So I'm not like announcing it until I feel like I'm good at it, <laughs> but maybe... But you guys can look at my silly stuff because I, I just, I'm not versed in the TikTok. And it's very hard because you can't mention anything. You can't say anything. I got I got the sound taken off of a video because I said anal. <laughs> uh, that, 
That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. You're going to start. Notice I said it. I was trying to be so good. I was calling myself a corn farmer instead of a porn star. I know. Just, or, uh, there's one gal I had on and she just, she's really good at TikTok and she, she's in the adult industry and she just will, she'll take something that sounds close to it. You know, so she actually makes it kind of funny. The These little phrases she comes up with to describe whatever she's trying to convey. And she does a really good job at it. So I'm like, yeah, okay. That's, I, that's I, really, I, I need to just kind of study what she's doing if I want yeah, to move right. on over to, if I want to have TikTok at all, because otherwise it's going to be like, strike, strike, strike. You're out of there. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show. It has really been such a privilege for me to ha- spend this time with you and just oh, interview you, and too. ask you all this stuff. I'm so grateful. And oh. everyone else, you guys know where you can find me. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, you know what you can do. You can go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Click on the pink hat tab on the right-hand side. You have five minutes. Let it rip. I get back to each and every one of you personally. And everyone, I hope you stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.